Well, tonight on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk about your friend, Mr. Boule Martin. Now, why are we talking about him today? Well, we knew the election cycle and you have less than a year away, you know, for the election. And I was saying, when is the fear mongering going to start? When? So there was a video that popped in my feed of Boule Martin. We put this up on the screen. And I saw, I said, oh God, here they go with this misinformation, disinformation crap. I say, oh, it's all they have is, is, is just buzzwords, name calling. Okay, fine. So, but something told me, no, 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 Phil, take your time and listen through that video. So I took my time to listen through the whole video so you didn't have to. And there's only 38 seconds of that video actually at the end is actually what I want to focus on. Now I, I, I want you to hear exactly what he's going to say, because we definitely going to build and educate at the same time. Let's go ahead and roll that. If Donald Trump and these Republican zealots control the white house, control the house and the Senate, if you think you saw crazy doing his four years, and if you thought, you saw crazy this past week with these fools. You do not want to see if they have a trifecta in D.C. Because it's going to look like Florida, Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas. Tell me how that's gone for black folks. So the fear mongering has started for the 2024 election because they really don't have anything that they could present to black people and say, Hey, black Americans, this is what we've done for y'all. You see it. There's not much we got to say, give us another four years and we're going to do a lot more for you. Right. In that video, he was also taking issue with y'all saying about you wanted policies specifically for black Americans. He took a lot of issue with that. And his panel took a lot of issue with that as well. If they take an issue, you're on the right track. But toward the end, he mentioned, as you heard in the video, that if you allow Donald Trump to get back in office and you allow the Republicans to control the House and the Senate, it's going to look like he mentioned Texas, he mentioned Florida. Glad he mentioned Texas. Very, very glad he mentioned that. I live in the state of Texas. And let's go ahead and do a little deep dive. Let's talk about California for a minute. California is the Democrat central. It has a Democrat governor, Gavin Newsom. The Democrats control their house. It control their Senate. The Democrats have a supermajority in California. So if Democrat policies was the best in the world and it was a utopia for all America, why would the Los Angeles times post this article? as you see on the screen, they're leaving in droves from California to what state Texas. Well, if according to Boule, if Trump get back in there, it's going to look like Texas. Well, Hmm. While the people leaving California to come to Texas, if Texas was so horrible, so let, let's go through this article here. So a Jane Jordan, 61 years old, was a lifelong California re resident until August 
when she sold her home in Corona and moved to Azeal, Texas. Now, I say Jordan wants to stay close to her daughter and grandchildren who are planning to move from Irvine to the Lone Star State next year in order to buy a home. Say when she joined the Facebook group of California migrants to Texas, she found a community willing to help her choose the right moving company and weigh in on the route to take for the 1360 mile drive. It says she soon found through the Facebook group that her neighbor across the street in Azil it said had also moved from the same neighborhood in Corona. She said, and I quote, it's a small world. You say a lot of people from California are moving here. Now I say Jordan's move is reflective of a larger trend for California, which has seen more residents moving out over the last few years than new people moving in. In 2022, 818,000 Californians left for other states, while 476,000 moved in, resulting in a domestic loss of 342,000 to the Golden State, according to newly released census data. And say, but some states have been taking in more California's former residents than others with Texas leading in that category. Now, Boulay Martin, why is all these people, sir, leaving the Democrat enclave of California? Now let's talk about black people. Democrat policies in California has harmed black people. Why has it harmed black people? What has harmed black people the most? Definitely the high home prices the hyperinflation that goes on in California where it's so ridiculous to live. But the Democrats, as we know, believe in open borders. We know this. What happened to black people in LA, if black people don't stand up against that, that's going to be replicated in every state. That's why in Chicago, they're standing up and fighting against this because they don't want what happened to the black people in LA to happen in Chicago. You understand? What happened to the black people in Chicago? They start flooding the zone with people from across the border. They got their numbers up so high. They start bringing their criminality in their criminality and anti-black racism that happens in a lot of these places. They start targeting and attacking black people. Even the federal government has to go in and arrest their gangs for targeting black people throwing Molotov cocktails in black people's homes to try to force them out of neighborhoods, hate crimes. These people was committing against black Americans. So with the crimes that was happening, targeting black Americans in Los Angeles, flooding the zone in that state, Democrat policies just choke out black people to the point that black people also had to leave in mass and they're leaving every day. A lot of black people going to Nevada, a lot of them coming to Houston, like sister Demetra, she's from California, right? She's right here in Houston. They're going to Dallas. They're going to Atlanta. They're going to Charlotte, North Carolina. They're going to a whole lot of different places. We're talking about the black population of LA. Black people are done in California. No matter what you say, you can try to hold on to it all you want. You're done. I've been there. I seen it. You're done. It'll be better for you to come regroup in the South. Get, we got more black people here and let's make sure we don't allow a Los Angeles to happen elsewhere. Right? Since we got an example of what happens with Democrat policies and notice Boule don't talk about Chicago like that. He don't, he don't mention anything about the immigration and how it's harming black America. You know why some people are now supporting Trump? Cause Trump said, if I get back in there, 
I'm getting them out. Go, go tell the people in Chicago, Boule, about they're wrong for that. When they're literally watching their tax dollars being stripped from them. Remember the story from a Mudson Park. They're taking their field house where their elderly go for their programs. Their children go for their programs. These kids go to that park after school. They're taking resources from the community and giving to people because Joe Biden and the Democrats have an open border policy. See, but you're not talking about that. See, over here and those of us who are really got the pulse of black America, we talk about these sort of things. Well, let's continue. Since you want to talk about misinformation and all of that, you're not, you, you not telling the truth about even Texas. Let's continue. So in 41 U.S. states, they say more people arrived from California than moved to California than last year. It said more than 100,000 Californians moved to Texas last year compared with 40,000 who made the opposite move. They say Florida drew nearly 75,000 people from California with 30,000 moving in the opposite direction. Washington, Nevada, and Florida saw around 50,000 California arrivals and far fewer people moved to California. So you mentioned Florida. You mentioned that. So if you say that if Donald Trump get back in, it's going to look like Texas and Florida. People are leaving the Democrat utopia to go to the states that you just said that is what it's going to look like. So I guess it can't be that bad, right? If they leaving all those good Democrat policies. Now I say New Jersey said the state most bucked the trend had around 6,600 more people moved to California than arrived from the state. That's say experts that say attribute the exodus from California primarily to the high cost of housing in the state, but also the issues as crime, politics, and traffic. I'm going to repeat that again. The house is too high. The crime is through the roof. Look at San Francisco with the bipping and all the different things with the gangs all over the place, the Democrat policies in, in the politics and traffic. Now they say as Texas booms, say the state will have to contend with many of the same issues that are driving California to leave. Says Michelle Dickerson is a professor of law at the university of Texas at Austin and an expert and say on the housing crisis. She said, Texas is appealing to Californians who are looking for lower housing costs and don't mind the trade-offs. They say we have more land that can be developed. And that is true. Texas has so much undeveloped land in the state. If you want to go build something, Texas is the place. Come do it. You do not have to move in a cookie cutter neighborhood, a suburb. You can go buy you some land. I mean, we have so much land in the state. There's not no houses on. So if you want to come to Texas, buy you some land and build on your land, you are good. Let's say between July, 2020 and July, 2022, Texas housing stock grew almost 5%. The third biggest gain is of any state. California's housing stock increased by just 1.6% during the span. Now saying raw numbers, Texas added more than twice as many housing units as they did in California. And I say some people blame Californians for driving up housing prices, particularly in the city of Austin. It says buyers they come here with cash in hand, having sold their homes in California. It said long-time renters are priced out, they say, of cities like Austin. Now, I've been talking to people, you know, who I know in real estate, and even a family member of mine that's in real estate, 
And yes, it has happened. So how did they raise up the prices? So when these people from California got a home that's like here, 300, 400,000, they sell a house over there. It's a million dollars. So now they got a million dollars in hand. They come down to Texas and let's say several people want that same $300,000, $400,000 house. Well, they're trying to bid on it. Well, what the California people have been doing is saying, well, shoot, how much more I can give you to get the house? Well, the person come up and say, well, shoot, man, give me, um, give me 500,000 for the house and you can have it. Well, the California people got the, the million dollar house they sold. They can buy it cash. Say 500,000. Oh, here, yep. Here's your go. I got me a house. Well, the people from California kept doing that. And so what ended up happening is, well, I say, well, shoot, we need to raise these prices. Cause these California people are giving us, you know, we missing out on money. So they start raising the prices. That's just economics. That's what happens. It's no different. They have a bunch, like they were complaining, I think in Mexico city that a bunch of Americans went to Mexico city, start doing the same thing, raising the prices. No matter where you go, if the cost of living is low, then people with money come in and raise the prices because they overpay for something. I remember I had a conversation, uh, who was it was sister Davina in Johannesburg, South Africa. And she was telling me how much it costs to have house help. And I couldn't believe the price. I think the price for the month was like somewhere like around two, $300 a month for house help. I was like, Oh no, I can't pay a, a sister that I said, look, I would have to pay at least, at least, you know, a thousand fifteen hundred a month at least. I say, come on, I can't just give. You know, I say, and that's really a lot of money for them. And the first thing she says, no, don't you come over here doing that? And say, because you're gonna raise the prices up by doing that. So that's what kind of happens, right? Now they said that those renters are pushed to suburbs and exurbs. They say which are seeing booms comparable to those in California's suburban exurban areas. And I say we used to laugh. It said those people in LA because of long commutes, Dickerson said, and now that's what we're seeing. It says people move further, let's say, from city centers in search of affordability. They'll say Texas seeing rising home values that they are making some areas less affordable, and cities are also grappling with other social issues Californians are familiar with. It said we have been challenged by what to do with a growing unhoused population as low income people are displaced by the cascading effects of the housing crisis. Said though Texas has added a lot of housing, we're building more on the high end and not affordability housing. Austin, Texas is very expensive. And I, I hear people joke and say, they call it the white Atlanta, you know, well, when I've been to Austin, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, now, nah, I mean, they can have Austin. I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'd rather be in Houston, you know, uh, maybe go visit, you know, around Dallas, but, but no, nah, Houston, I, I'm, I'm cool on Houston. If I'm going to be in Texas. I'm going to stay here. That's the bottom line. Um, but it, you know, let them have fun with that. Now it's at California. They saw exodus during the COVID-19 pandemic as remote work and soaring home values has some residents moving to cheaper locales. Say recent data that shows the so-called exodus which hit coastal cities such as LA and San Francisco, particularly hard East considerably in the last two years that California recovery has been uneven with some suburban areas seeing major booms while downtown San Francisco continues to struggle. They say, but those that say who have made the move say they are surprised how many transplanted Californians they find in Texas. They say locally, they say Dickerson said there's a common joke that we are becoming California, not just because the Californians are moving here. They say the issues of traffic, homelessness, and affordability may have driven people to abandon California. They say, but those issues may not be far behind in Texas major cities either. Now they say I'm Marie Bailey, 44, 
moved from El Segundo to Dallas, Fort Worth suburb in 2017. Says she and her husband built a home for 750,000, while a tiny fixer upper in El Segundo would have cost upward of 1 million. They said a couple quickly figured out that they could capitalize on the niche in the real estate market for California migrants to Texas. They say for years, Bailey has administered the Facebook group with Jane Jordan and 45,000 other swap recommendations on how to make the move. So she runs a real estate firm that places Californians all over the state. Say 99% of our clientele are moving from California. They say ask for why people make the move. They say number one, cost of living. Number two is the politics. They keep repeating that over and over and over and over again. So once again, Boulay, if Democrat policies were so great and the whole Democrat, uh, playbook was good for America. Then why people are fleeing California? Why do we really want the whole America to look like California? Cause obviously people in California don't want that either. Now they say Texas is a Republican, you know, red It's a in the same way. California is a bastion of democratic blue battling on issues, including abortion, gun control, immigration, LGBT, and say the political difference might make some hesitant to make the moves. They for others, they say it's a major bonus. They Bailey's husband who has been previously employed by the UCLA medical system. Wouldn't even talk about his politics because he was afraid of losing his job. He said, no, it's perfect. He said, but we fit in a lot better here. Say though clients say Mr. Beaches and the weather is more extreme in Texas. They by and large, those who have made the move with Bailey's firm are happy. They plus she added, said we are not like paying five or $6 a gas, a gallon in gas. It said the average, you know, gallon in Texas was two ninety one on November the third versus five hundred eight five dollars and eighteen cents in California. Now back in the zeal, Jordan is saying her husband are adjusting to the new life. It said their family home in Corona sold in four days, and they now live in a custom bill. They say it's, um, they live in a more rural community than what they had in Corona. Say so there's a a lot of really big bugs they're not used to. Say but other than that. Jordan and her husband, they say it's selling in. They say, we notice people in Texas are far more friendly than in California. And the cost of living is far lower. It says she also likes living in a place with less fire danger and less air pollution compared to the Inland Empire. She said, no, don't miss it at all. Uh, she said of the state she called home for six decades. So if all these people selling their homes in California, moving to Texas, then What's your argument again about Texas and Florida? What's the argument? See, you have to understand Boule. We're not scared of Trump. We survived four years of Trump. You're talking, you survived it too. Matter of fact, during Trump, you got $250,000 during that time. It, it was all in the news. You got money during the Trump administration. So, so come on, Boule. I mean, he couldn't have been that bad because you had no problem going to get some, some government money during the Trump administration. I'm just saying you can't scare us with Trump, sir. Nobody's scared of Trump. Nobody's scared of the Republicans because as black people, we live in it every day. It don't matter if a Democrat's in office. It don't matter if it's Republicans in office. It don't matter. Our life is literally the same. And if we're not going to get nothing, you know, the Democrats to do nothing. Okay. Well, we don't want Chicago to turn into LA. So if Trump and them going to say, Hey, they got to go. Then I'm pretty sure the brothers and sisters in, in Chicago are cool on that. Brandon Johnson 
is not doing nothing about it. Black people in Chicago don't want to go through what the black people in LA went through getting firebombed and all kind of other things that are happening to them. They, they're fighting to stop it. Now they're fighting for Chicago where they come from. They shouldn't be ran out of, of their cities. All their tax dollars shouldn't go to, to nobody that didn't even pay taxes. That's not right. And it's just not black folks. It's Hispanics. It's Asians. They don't want it there either because they're talking about getting displaced. So you can't scare us with Trump. Sorry. It's not going to work. Insulting the intelligence of people who's responding to you. And you said in that same video that somebody on your team told you to stop calling people stupid. Actually listen to the person on your team, sir, because they're telling you, right? How, listen, you can't convince somebody by insulting them. You can't. Even if a person don't have the information, you just put out the information, let them go look it up themselves. You don't have to insult people in the process. Not everybody know what you know. Not everybody know what I know. Right. But when people are telling you repeatedly that, how is that really benefiting black people? It's because we are, we aren't getting benefited in anything as a collective group of people. That's why they keep saying that. And then they have somebody in, I guess in the chat has said no tangibles, no vote. Uh, Dr. Carr, sir, when people say no tangibles, no vote, y'all starting that bot stuff again. There's not no bots. It's people telling you, you don't give us specific tangibles. No problem. They just not voting for, for the Democrats. Black people are saying, if you benign and neglect us, we're benign and neglecting you at the voting bo blocks. That's all. Black people are saying also two things. And I know it shocks y'all. I'm going to do either this. I'll go vote for Trump because I want Trump to prevent Chicago from turning into LA. That's number one. Or number two, I'm not voting down one of them. I'm just going to sit it out. So you can miss us with that. Oh, Trump going to get you. <laughs> no, everybody cool on Trump. You can't scare. There's a whole lot of things that y'all don't realize that y'all can't use no more. Ooh, it's one conversation. I really want to listen. And, and I don't know if y'all saw that video with Matt, Michael Rappaport on, on a uh, uh, X. Go to his Twitter and look at his latest video, the threat he's making. I, I can't get into it on this platform, but oh boy, that's a conversation itself. But even him or whoever, y'all can't threaten us no more. Can't do it. Sorry, we're not scared of Trump. We're not scared of whatever. You may be scared, but we not. We good. But prepare for the fear mongering <sighs> prepare for them to keep using the terms misinformation, disinformation constantly. Um, uh, you know, the name calling just prepare for it. If I see a need to address anything, I will, but the majority of the time we're going to address the problem. We're going to address the problem. 
and I've seen something with Mayor Brandon Johnson out of Chicago. He's decided to get the NAACP and, and black preachers involved. Now, really, that's what I was going to talk about tonight. I said, eh, let me talk about Boulay. Then we'll circle back around and talk about Brandon Johnson because, oh, yeah, I, I got a mouthful for him doing that. We're going to stay on top of all of this because this is very, very important. Um, we're not falling for the same tricks. We're not going to fall for this. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. We're not falling for that either. Oh, no. We, we, we do not need Joe Biden to define our blackness. We're good right on.